Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We've got the second instalment of our podcast with Bloke in a Bar where we went through the fans' votes, the uh, the fan poll for 2021. We go through favourite team, the MVP of the season, coach of the year. Then we go through all the positions, fullback, winger, centre, 5'8", halfback, lock, second row, prop, and hooker. And then in the last instalment, which will come later on today, we go through the rest of the nominated sections. There we go through all the positions today and all those ones at the start. A really good chat with Finchie and Kempi on the Bloke in a Bar podcast. If you'd like to listen to it all in one big whack, Denham has uploaded it onto the Bloke in a Bar podcast. So up to you. Listen to it here or over there. Either way. But stay tuned. Later in the day we will have the remaining part of this interview coming your way. Just a Bloke in a Bar. Um, now, on to the votes uh, at anaroll.com. This is a conjunction with Daily Telegraph and Career Mail. Now, uh, the first vote is favourite team. Storm, I thought, at first I was like, what the hell, Storm? But then I'm like, yeah, people love winners, though. Um, yeah, but they don't love the Storm. Only, yeah, them. but so Storm got 12%. Manly, 9%. That surprised me yes. a lot. The Manly, 9% surprised me. Uh, South and Roosters, I expected that. Um, but the Broncos, yeah. it shows their, shows their big, the Broncos. Broncos have been nothing short of putrid for a couple of years, and they're still <laughs> right up there. And that's, yeah. that's how big a club they are. One uh, club town, too. One club town. Yeah. Um, not long. Not for long. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, Storm and Manly at top. That's, I reckon that's surprising. It really is. Like, I, I would have thought, like, maybe Rabbitohs, Broncos, um, Panthers, because yeah. of how good they've gone recently. I, I would argue that this might be a sign of the times uh, as far as people sort of supporting individual players mm. over teams. You look okay. at Melbourne, Cheese, Josh Adokar, Cameron Munster, they're all the social media guys that we know and love. I think our game is becoming more and more Americanised every day, and I think you know individual players mean more and more. Manly, who, I mean, unless you were born in Manly, you were born up, you were brought up to hate Manly, wherever <laughs> you were from. Yeah. All of a sudden, Tom, Jake, everyone loves those guys. Yep. They're flying up to 9%. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I yeah, I, I think more and more people are trying to are supporting individuals, and that might be a role of things like super coach mm. or just personalities on social, social media. media. Yeah. I, I think it is changing a little bit, though. Yep. That's a good point. That is, you, know, you look at the Storm. Storm probably have the most characters. Josh Adokar, the Cheese, Harry Grant is loved, mm. Munster, mm. Hughes is loved by the Kiwi fans. Yeah. I mean, you, you can go and talk to basketball fans and half of the guys I know go go for the Lakers. Why is that? Because LeBron. Kobe. Kobe. LeBron. Oh, Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron. Like, it's... Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon, Finch Dog? Oh, mate, I, I totally agree with basically what you guys said, but... You know, obviously, you know, I support Storm. Storm is yep. still the team I support. And it's in a, from the inside out, from being – and I've played I've played at four clubs. Mm. So, mate, the, they're an amazing club. You know, the, the, it's just by far the best club I've been at. But as a fan, you know, and obviously they've got people who hate the Storm, but they, you can't sit there and say, as a, as a fan, why wouldn't you want your club to be Melbourne Storm? Mm. It is competitive every year. Oh, it's the best. You've just lost all these players. Yeah. Like, we've lost Smith again, and they've had it, they've about to break a record. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like it, it just reeks of success. And why wouldn't you want your club to be like that? You know, so mm. I never understand. Yeah, you may hate them, but how can you disrespect them or not give them their credit? Because, mate, that's what that, that, all they do is drive for success. And after mm. achieving, what do they do next year? That they want to get better and, and continue for success. If I supported a club, I'd want it to look like the Melbourne Storm. And I always say it's like weird, like as a Storm or Roosters supporter, each weekend you can basically guarantee you're going to have a good weekend. Yeah. Like every weekend, like, oh, yeah, we're going to win. It's almost like it's... Well, you're going to be in the fight, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you're going to be in the fight. Um, what's interesting, though, uh, two things. Titans, 1% support, and yet we're introducing another team in Queensland, which is very interesting. So if Titans have been here for a bit and it just hasn't nah. touched court... Now, obviously, the, the Gold Coast thing, like Gold Coast, no team fucking seems to have survived there. But that is interesting that it's only got 1%, 1% support. But the 2020 winners were Roosters and Eels. Thoughts on that? Where the Eels, where did they go down to 6%? Did they, they drop down to 7%? Yeah. 7%, I mean, so yeah. about 6 thing. I mean, you can put the Roosters down to 2020. They'd come off two premierships in a row. Yep. Uh, the calibre of players that were there as well. Um, yeah, the Eels one's an interesting one. I mean, Eels. with all due respect, nothing's changed at the Eels yeah. in two years. I think, like, I think the Gutho factor was pretty big last year. Yeah. The Gutherino, he was that was a big thing, like the celebrating of the try, like that was a fucking viral as. I think that helped. Um, but yeah, you're right. RCG, he, like he's loved by fans. But yeah, you're right. Eels is very interesting, uh, very interesting last year, especially because like they bowed out of the final straight away. Mm. Um, and the year before that, they bowed out of the final straight away as well. Okay, now, on to MVP votes. 27,000 votes. Uh, at number one, obviously, Tom Trebojevic, 51% votes. Cleary at two. Hughes at three. Cheese at f- uh, four. Walker at five. Tedesco at five. Oh, well, at six, sorry. Latrell at seven. Haas at eight. Munster at nine. Murray at ten. That's interesting. Uh, Gutherson at 11. Fafida at 12. Thoughts? I think Turbo's unders just quietly. I thought he would have been hot. I thought he would have been hot. I know 51's a good whack, but I'm sorry, is he not playing the best football we've ever seen right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? And this is being devil's advocate. Jared Hayne had a – like, it's a, this is a big thing. And Turbo's a superstar. Yeah, a big thing for Turbo's to back it up next year, make sure his body's right. Yeah, it's probably the best period of footy I've seen mm. from uh, an individual. I think he's just a perfect footy. Like, if you want to mould someone, you know, he's got the body in terms of the size. But he's got the skill and he's a footy player. Yeah. He works hard. He's a competitor. Mm. Um, you know, if you're looking to build a club, GC, 
and you could pick anyone. I think he'd be the first bloke you'd pick. But you know, for Tom moving forward, it's it's making sure his body stays on the field because we've seen when he's fit and healthy this year, he's mm. he virtually it's like under seven some games. If he wants to score a try, he scores. Biggest surprise for me, Tedesco not in the top five. That's fucking yeah. mental. And you know me. the funny thing is, it is my opinion. Tedesco's been better this year than last year. He's been incredible. Yeah, he's Mate, been the amount of the, the the shit he's had to carry there with all the injuries. He's been incredible. There's an argument to say he's been, he's this year he's been a better player than the last yeah. few years. And you know sometimes when you're at the top and your team's going on the run, you know that player's in the spotlight. So they. Yep. That's certainly not taking any away from Tom. He's been outstanding. So is Nathan and all those guys at the top. Do you but, think he's like? But Tedesco's if Tedesco's not a top three player in the world. Mm. Well, in my opinion, he's in the top three. Do you think it's because he's played so good for so long? Like, very rarely do we see a guy for three years straight put together, not just like, oh, he played five good games and then he had two quiet ones and then five good games. It's literally every single week. Plus Origin. Plus Plus Origin. All the big stages he owns as well. Yeah, and and then he even goes to another level, you're totally right. Like, even this year, if Latrell and Tommy weren't so fucking outrageous during Origin, guess who wins fucking player of the series? Tedesco wins players of the series. Mm. Do you think he's a victim of his own fucking talent and consistency? I think so, definitely. I think you have a look at what he did over like I just mentioned big stages. You go back to 2019, I think it was. He scores the match winner in the grand final. He scores the match winner in State of Origin 3. Mm. He has just set the bar so high for himself. And he's always done it in good teams, which has always been the knock on Tedesco. He's played with a basket case this year. He's You look at the team that he started with at the start of this season, the amount of guys have retired, injured, everything... Teddy is still playing unbelievable football. I, you know, the other one I see on that list as well, I reckon Cody Walker's pretty tough at 4%. I reckon he has been unbelievable this year, the rugby league he's been playing. Yeah, I guess, you know, because Tom's had such a standout run. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, if you're just picking one, he's just, you know. I wonder how they did the votes, like you just picked one or yeah, you picked like one, two, three, that's four, what five. I'm saying. Um, I'd, assume, I'd assume they'd pick... Well, they'd that's pick, the thing. It's just, you just pick one. Well, that's, that's a yeah, well, I'm not surprised Tom doesn't have... You're right. How doesn't he have 90? How doesn't he have... A, how, yeah, yeah, I reckon 51 you know, is huge. If, you, if you're one, if you're just picking one, you know, it's you're right. That's probably why Cody doesn't get it. But, mate, let me tell you, like, Munster, Luttrell, Tadid, like, I'm taking any of those. Like, if you can get your hands on them, they're, yeah. all, they're all superstars. Cam Murray's, like, he's a, so important to that south side too, you know, not saying he's the best in the game, but he's mm. certainly in the top echelon of the superstar stratosphere, so to speak. Okay, question, question. And this I, this is – I'm not saying that this is what I believe. It is a question. So if you're listening, so just chill. But Gutherson's in the top ten. Would that – is the a million-dollar asking price so unreasonable? I'm not saying that it should be I – don't, I don't think he's worth a million dollars. But yeah, I'm just is. saying, he's yes, in the top is. ten players for fans. So when we talk about everything, we talk about yeah. um, what they brought, draw to a game, we talk about what they can um, revenue they can generate. He's above Kalen Ponga. Think about that. And yet... So is he I, a match winner? No, so what I'm saying is, is that, is it so unreasonable for Gutherson to just ask for a million dollars a year when he's in the... For, from the fans' perspective, he's in the top 10. And for feeder below him, he's on 1.2, but Gutherson sells more tickets... And has more impact on game at the moment. Yeah, I, I think a million for him is outrageous. I understand where you're coming from, but 
That's Finch you just said. Outrageous. Oh, I think it yeah. is. I really do. I, I don't understand how you could invest $1 million. So if a million's outrageous, that means like 500K would be normal. Oh, I, I, okay, maybe the word outrageous is a bit over the top. I'd be happy to pay him probably 700 750 I wouldn't put him in the million dollar category. No way. And no, I mean, okay, let me be real clear. I don't, I don't mean we put him in the million dollar category. I'm saying, is it as outrageous as people are claiming online journos going fuck there's no oh, way well, if it's not outrageous you are putting him in the million dollar category aren't you no yeah. well you're saying it is a bit of a stretch but outrageous like there's a like he's outrageous here's what he's worth is and everyone's saying fuck he's all the way down here what i'm saying is is are we underestimating yeah. the value I, see, he brings? I, I think yeah. for for me outrageous is probably not a strong word because there's a big difference from there's not a big difference from 500 to 600, not a big difference from 600 to 800. There's a huge difference from 800 to a million. That's how I, that's how I look at players. Like Gutho, could you stretch, could you get Gutho at 800? Yeah, I could see if the cards fell his way. I'm, I'm similar to you, Nathan. I think around seven, 750. But, but for me, again, that's why, like, I, that's just how I would uh, value players. I think there's a huge leap for me. Because a lot will cut from 800 to a million, there's a huge leap. Because a lot, then there's the intangibles. It's your leadership. It's your, your X-factor ability. It's, okay. you know, it's just bringing it all in. I think Guffo is a tremendous first grader. Don't get me wrong. Okay, would yeah. it be I, – I, okay, so to be clear, I think he's worth 750, yeah. 800 on the high scale. But would it be a bad buy if Tigers paid a million dollars a year for him? Well, well, that's what you're paying. Well, Tigers going to have to pay overs. That's, that's, good that's players. and you, you know you're going to get a competitor which they don't that, have that's, that's yeah. what i'm saying though yeah. so he, so is it as outrageous as, we, we have to con, when you consider a market the mark you, you're as as valuable as people are willing to pay, willing to pay. again i don't think he's worth a million dollars and i love gutho and i love everything he brings and he's a fucking competitor i think seven to eight hundred k eight hundred k on the high end if he gets that i think it's a really good deal but if Tigers bought him for a million, I actually wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't say it was a bad deal. I also wouldn't say it was an incredible yeah, yeah. deal either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, if Gutho has got the current squad with him at the Eels and he's not able to take them to that next level, I, I find it hard to believe he's going to be doing it at a team like the Tigers. And I understand that the, the you know desperate teams like the Tigers will pay overs. But to be honest with you, I look at that list. I can see probably six other names I would rather pay a million dollars to play fullback, and some of them don't even. I would pay Hughes, I would pay Munster to pay a million dollars at fullback at my club over Gutherson. I'd pay Munster for sure. I'm, I'm not sure, but I haven't seen Hughes long enough. But okay, so the impact on the game. He's a winner, though. So Hughes. He's a winner. So is Gutho, though. What's he won? What, what, like, like, yeah, like he's a good player, man, but he hasn't gone to that next level. He hasn't shown on big so you, stages. So you, you would. You think that Hughes is worth a million dollars in the open market? I would pay, I would rather pay him a million dollars to play fullback in my team than Clint Gutson's. What I'm saying that's that's massive. That's a big call. Okay, so impact wise, so Haas, we all believe is probably worth 1.2 million dollars, maybe a million. I, I think he's worth about 900k right now because yeah. f- front rowers do impact the game. But Haas is currently in a wood, the wooden spoon team winning side, and he hasn't impacted the get side. So the argument of impact, you could argue, well, yeah. is Haas worth 900k then? You know, so. Mm. I just, I just think that although I believe he is worth 700, 800K, I also, like, with where the Tigers are now, with what they need to do to progress forward, I actually don't think that he would be that bad of a... If, if they spent a million dollars for him, I wouldn't be like, that's the worst yeah. fucking deal. That's, oh, that's, yeah. I wouldn't say it's an outrageous yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah Paramount, I shouldn't want to let him go because he's a great yeah. leader. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a competitor, mm. you know. He turned that club around. He was a big reason that club come out of that shit heap. It wasn't in there when I was 
getting some wooden mean. spoons. A wooden spoon, they're fucking... Yeah. Oh, I so, was talking to a bloke the other day who said, imagine if we signed the other manly fullback at the time, Tom Trebojevic. <laughs> Imagine he's that. never leaving me. He's never leaving. Yeah, yeah, could yeah. you imagine that story? Oh, yeah, but yeah, mate, the, it, what Gutho's done, he was young winger. He didn't yep. went out there. Mm. He was playing winger. He was playing centre. They tossed him around, played a bit of 5'8". But he, he took himself into that leadership sort of mould. i never seen that mould, sorry. i never seen that coming when he came from Manly. I thought he was just a, a winger who just did his bit. Yep. But he's turned into, like, he, he's, he's, let me tell you, he gets him the best out of himself every week, you know? How much, I, okay, let's say you're... you're you're the Tigers right now, or you're the Bulldogs. Would you pay 900 for him? Yep. If I was one of those teams, probably would. Yeah. Would you, would you pay a million? No. I, I wouldn't, know. It's not that far off, though, eh? No, no, you're right. So, but I, I, I sort of do lean where he's going on that scale, that the scale from 800 to a million is bigger than the scale from 400 to 600 for me. Yeah, um, I just – I think my, my point is, again, to be clear, I think he's worth 700, 800K. My point is, is that – the, the outrage of like, fuck, he's not worth a million dollars in the context of a market and what clubs need and don't need. Um, although I think that it is above his market value, it also... It's not outrageous. It's not awesome. outrageous. And also, I think it would help the Tigers. You get a guy like Gutho there that is clearly going to lead, for example. Again, I don't think he's going to sign with the Tigers and I think yep. that he should definitely stay at the Eels. Um, but I, I just do, I do believe that when I saw that, I was like, fuck, I think we are undervaluing how big of a star he actually is, um, especially when the, the massive pushback of, like, people just shitting on him for even considering a million dollars. Because you remember, that's the first... If it is true that he asked that... Oh, you know, if he can get a million, good ask. luck to yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, yeah it's the first gonna, ask, yeah. come back... I'd ask, ask, ask for two million. Yeah. I'd ask for two million. Yeah, yeah. Um, but is it, but it, I, I just think it's a really interesting conversation. Mm. It is a really interesting... Because, like, when you go, okay, well, at the Eels, you know... He's not worth a million dollars. At the Tigers, though, that are desperate for a big signing, he's a, he's a top 10 fan base. Like, that's a marquee signing, even though I think a lot of people don't really see, yeah, see him is. like that. Um, I just, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting to see him in that top 10. I think the other thing that stands out for me there is Jerome Hughes and Brandon Smith being that high. I mean, Jerome Hughes was a fullback three years ago. He's now yeah. one of the premier sevens in our game. Yeah. I mean, if... If you said to me, Cheese isn't the best hooker at his club, I'd go, yeah, okay, fair shout. And yet they're still sitting at 7%. I, that is such a credit to Craig Bellamy and what he's done. Yep. And, I mean, let's, let's, let's go back eight months ago. Cameron Munster had just won a premiership. He'd won State of Origin hungover. Everyone was <laughs> praising him so much. Like, he's yep. dropped to 1%. And what's, what's the big deal about that? When oh, no, hungover, we've all done that. He won a series, <laughs> I won a game. <laughs> it was more a compliment, really. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah but it's, like, it's crazy how quickly we change... Those opinions, like if you would have done this at the end of last year after Munster has that Origin series, where, where's he sitting? Yeah, he's probably thirty percent, forty percent. I'd be, be right one. up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what is there's there's like a lot of interesting things. Cam Murray, like that's interesting to me, like because he's a lock, and you wouldn't go, oh, Cam Murray's worth a million bucks. And again, I understand. I'm not saying that like the list is the value proposition. What I'm saying is the list it plays a factor because you're. To think that Kalen Ponga isn't on that, that's really, really surprising to me. Like, Kalen Ponga, mm. in my opinion, is the biggest superstar in the game, really. When you, you know, if you were to walk down the street or, and talk, like, and Kalen Ponga's going to walk down, like, let's say you have a fan day, Kalen Ponga and then even Tommy Trevojevic, Kalen Ponga would get the most people there. Um, so it is really interesting to, end, like, the core NRL fans that he's not in the top 10. Um, but another, I think it's interesting that Cam Murray, what, what, what do you think Cam Murray is worth? Hey. Yeah, oh, I reckon Cam Murray, and I'm not saying he is 
the same player. But I think he's the closest thing we've seen to Brad Clyde since Brad Clyde. I totally agree. The way that he plays. Yeah. Um, that's not saying he is Brad Clyde, so don't come at me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think he is one of, if not the best forward in the game. I think Payne Haas would have to be up there with him. But, mate, what Cam Murray does week in, week out is just what he did in that Origin Series. Like, I know I know it's a, you know, he obviously had you guys like Trevojevic and Tedesco, yep. the dominant. But, mate, Murray in that series yeah, was incredible. unbelievable. I yep. I thought he was I just phenomenal. I actually think that he was a huge reason that he's lost the year before because he got injured yeah. after his first run. Yep. And his, his ability to change momentum is and, and his, his connection with Cook is as important as Cleary and Luai's connection. It's as important as... So, um, well, it's more, sort of can be argued it's more important. Yeah. Create space for them yep. to get theirs on. Um, now, quick question. You're going to start a new franchise. Who are, you, who are you starting the franchise with out of all them? Tom. Yeah, Tom. I'm going Cleary. I'm going Cleary. I just think that... that that's like, actually a question down the track. Oh, is that's it? The, that's an exact question, yep. Oh, really? Okay, oh. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Put it in the back pocket. Yeah, we'll put it in the back pocket. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Edit that part out. We'll come back and have <laughs> um, But, yeah, so just to be clear, I'm not saying Guthins is worth a million dollars, so fucking relax. Um, but it is an interesting conversation yeah, to have yeah, because sure. it, yeah. um, I think even me, I was like, nah, he's like not even close. But then I go, okay, well, hang on a sec. He's top 10. The Tigers need someone that's influential. Fuck, would it be that bad of a deal for the Tigers to get him at a million dollars? Probably not, but... Um, in saying that, I reckon if he if the if the Eels can get him for eight hundred, I think seven fifty would be a good deal for both. I think, I think yep. that's a good deal for both people. Yeah, seven fifty eight hundred. Um, now on to and uh, two thousand twenty winner was Cleary. Obviously killed it. Now coach voted the who is the best coach? Bellamy gets fifty seven percent. Robertson twelve percent. Hasler eight percent. Bennett seven percent. Cleary seven percent. Then the rest of the coaches got one percent. Is there really any surprises here? I think it shows how hard it is to win in the NRL when Cleary has lost five games of football <laughs> in 18 months and he's getting set. Like, oh, I don't disagree. I would have Bellamy. But he hasn't won a comp. He hasn't won a comp. Yeah, fair. Point about the yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. But, I mean, it just shows how hard this competition mm. is that a guy can lose a handful of games mm. in two years and not win a comp in that so not be the best team and still only lose a handful and that happens but I think I think a lot of fans they, they probably they're not sitting there going oh has he won a comp I, 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 I'm on your side in the, not your side but your train of thought of I don't actually believe Cleary gets as much credit as he deserves like I I, I really believe that you know well, and again the, and it's, this is it's harsh but it's true until they look at what are the blokes in front of him what have they all done on the list well, I mean, to be fair, Ben hasn't won a comp in fucking... 10 years, still yeah. a master 15, 16 years. He's won seven, seven though. Yeah. Like yeah. He's and that's going to... And it's... Uh, Cleary's a tremendously good coach, but he, he hasn't got over... In my opinion, that, that's to get into that... That sort of top echelon, you know? And and then you, your reputation sort of precedes itself, you know? Clubs are going... Look, Ben hasn't won a comp for 11 years. Mm. But the expansion team will knock down the door to get him. South knocked down the door... Old Tinkerbell threw the mm. you know, Nathan Tinkler threw the kitchen sink at him, <laughs> and one of one of his one of his uh, coal mines, uh, whatever he well, had up there. The only reason I say that is because like 2020, we know it's Cleary. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying, like they've they've done, yeah. You know, once you win a comp, you rip so and it's not it's a hard thing to win a comp, and they're all great coaches. You know, I don't put Cleary in that category as those guys above him, but you know, obviously if you can. Lifts a trophy at the end of the year. Like, for example, you, you would, like, 
Hasler at eight percent, you, you would argue that Cleary and Bennett should pro- like should probably be above Hasler when it comes to because I, I just don't think the average general punter is going you know off. Oh, he, he's won a comp you know three four years ago. Therefore, I'm going to vote for him. Like as we saw, like Cleary didn't win the comp last year yet he got voted the most. So I don't. I understand what, what you're like from a footy purist perspective. You're 100 percent right. Like. All that matters is winning comps. That's all that matters. Um, but I'm just surprised that I don't feel like Penrith have really taken a backward step at all. And he's one. He's, mm. he's um, and I just don't think he gets as much credit as he as he deserves. Like for example, last year between the footy purists, you would have seen this chat as well, and you may agree with it. You would have seen it as well, Finchy. Every time like people are like, how good are Penrith going? Everyone would say, oh, it's Trent Barrett. Trent Barrett's helping Nathan Cleary with his with his attack. That was the big like. The, the undercurrent narrative with the Penrith Panthers, it's because Trent Barrett's there. Yeah. And one thing why Trent's, uh, sorry, Ivan's a great coach is he don't care who gets the yeah. raps. Yeah. You know, um, but he's done a tremendous job with that young group of players in there. You know, they're setting that club up there for success for the next decade, really, with, mm. with the group of players they've got. Are you, are you surprised at a guy like maybe... Stewart being down. I think he voted for himself. He <laughs> <it pretty> well. <laughs> what about Madge? You know, Madge like, did uh, the same. Uh, uh, no, like, do you think Madge is? You know, he's won a comp. A guy like Stewart has obviously got close. Stiggy's won one. Oh, two. The Roosters. Oh yeah, Roosters. Yeah, yeah. Are you surprised that Stewart's so low? Uh, I'm not surprised he's below those top guys. I'm a little bit surprised he's like I. Uh, I would have assumed Sticky might have been in that four to three percent sort of mark. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I, so. I think he's above that class at the bottom. I agree, but I don't think he's in that top shelf class. No, I, I, I think I agree. too when you only. Yeah, I think for the you only get to choose one. You know, it's coming out of that first five. You'd think yeah. those yeah, first that's five true. guys. When yeah, you only get to choose votes, one. Yeah, get get. Pushing that, yeah. If they could vote one, two, and three, yeah, one, two. Oh, I will say that the questions do say it says best coach, but then it, under it it says who's been the best coach in 2021. So perhaps mm. the 2021 bias has something yes. to do with that. So, for example, last okay. year, um, in you the top four, four, in the top four were Justin Holbrook and Todd Payton. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I think so. Most of these questions that it does say best coach, but I think it will have bias for just this year. Okay, that well, makes more sense then. Certainly does. And that, that's you know what that's about right. Like if yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, who is? I mean, it, it, I feel like coaches are so cut and clear. Who okay? Who would you rather sign as a coach, Robinson or Bennett? And and take out of, take out of consideration their age. I think it depends on your squad. I think if I had a star-studded side, I'd probably go Bennett. But if I've if I'm the vast majority of clubs, I think it has to be Robinson. What you think um, you can build something? I think you build something. I think you just. Uh, yeah, I, like to, to to think that he's at twelve percent this year, and like I did a thing on my podcast yesterday where I went through the unavailable roosters versus the normal roosters that are running out this weekend. Mm. I reckon the unavailables would absolutely give it to them. Mm. Like, and for Robinson to do what he's done this year, for him to be sitting at twelve percent this year, I mean, if the roosters had their full strength side and they were coming second, do you reckon Robinson sits on twelve percent? I probably, I reckon he potentially sits a little bit lower. I, th- I think this year has shown how much of a fantastic coach Robinson is because mm. he's been able to get – and, like, I mean, yeah, like you, you look at the list of just the guys that have retired. I mean, Brett Morris, is he not the best winger of the last decade? Yeah. Boyd Cordner, is he not the best back rower of the last decade? Yep. Jake Friend would be one of the best hookers we've seen if Cameron Smith didn't exist. Mm. Like he, he would have probably been a 25-origin hooker, you know? Yep. For them to lose that many guys and for him to also do what he's done with Sammy Walker – um, I think it's just like, – you've got to remember with Sam Walker, 
because of COVID, he didn't play rugby league last year. Yeah, it's crazy. He's come into first grade and done what he's done. It's just, it's not, it, it, it's going to be unfair to the other halfbacks coming in over the next few years because yeah. of what Sam Walker's done. And Trent Robinson has has built his entire system around Sam Walker. He's, he blew up, from where, where I'm sitting, he blew up the system and just gave Walker the keys. And mm. it's been incredible. He gave, he gave him the keys without giving him the keys. If you watch how he's changed... A lot of teams go, well, this is how we play. You've got to fit in to this. He's changed the total game plan. Sam Walker's a bit of a gunslinger. You know, he, he's, he's, and he's going to get better with age. He's a hell of a kid. But what they've done to him with other injuries, they put Tedesco. We watch how much ball playing Tedesco does around the ruck. Mm. So he's like another halfback. So he's taking pressure off Sam. He, Tedesco's running a lot of short side stuff. Uh, then Manu comes around and sort of plays like a second fullback. Which just and Drew Hutchinson's doing eighty percent of the kicking because mm. he's a very good kicker. So for Sam, there's no shackles on. Obviously, he's got a responsibility in steering, but there's he's got help there as well mm. as Verrill's there. There's Radley there who ball plays. So there's a lot of stuff he can just play play what he sees. Mm. You know, you see him flying down the short side on the week, weekend and dummy in the kick and throw like you know. There's a lot of stuff you go, where can you believe he just tr- took that on because. Mm. Uh, Robbo's been great in that regard. He's given him the license to do that, but he's also put uh, some safety, some protection around him. Where if it does go a bit haywire, we've got Teddy. You're going to be a bit of a second halfback. Yep. Radley, I need you to do more. So the kid, if he does get a bit lost, mm. or, you know, you can get us back into our structure to then to play away from it. But uh, who would you sign between Hasler, uh, Hasler, Robinson, and Bennett if you were to sign a coach? They're splitting hands. They're like, and knowing their age, probably Robinson, just because. But, but like you know, Bennett's say what you want, mate. But I, I know Wayne a little bit, mate. He's amazing. Yeah, he's incredible. You know, and yeah, yeah and I'm good mates with Robbo, and he's incredible. You know, and one thing about it is what Robbo's done this year, and, and what Bennett did at the Dragons when no one thought they'd do. It, that's extremely hard. But so is winning comps with superstars, mm. getting everyone on the same page, and. The pressure you're under each week, yep. and they've both them guys of one comps doing it, mm. doing it that way. So uh, he couldn't go wrong, and it's like it's like saying Thurston or John. Yeah, you, know, you, could, you couldn't go wrong. They're really two. Cha- they're wrong. all champion characters. Um, now onto the fullbacks. Trevojevic gets more votes at fullback, sixty-two uh, percent. Tedesco at eleven percent. Interesting one for me here is Hines at eight percent, Latrell at five, Papanusen four, Ponger at two, and then everyone else is on one percent. Really, really interesting. Hines at eight. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I, I don't hate it, to be honest with you. I think he's been incredibly impressive this year, and um, I think we'll talk about most improved later. But, I mean, if you watched Hines playing for the Falcons the last few years, you knew this was coming. Mm. Like, yeah. he is just – he's been braining it up there for so long. And I remember a few months ago uh, – sorry, before this season started, and I, I said on my podcast that, you know, someone should sign Hines now and someone should pay overs for him because once he gets an opportunity to show what he can do, that overs is going to be unders. Yeah. And he's he's stepped up and he's done that. Mm. Mate, Brian Pappenhausen was a Clive Churchill medalist yeah. last year. They lost him and did they get better? Yeah, it's crazy. It is it's it is honestly unbelievable uh, what he's done. And, yeah, I, I think I think he's such a good signing for the Sharks. I, I, I watch him play fullback, and I wonder if he's a fullback, not a 5'8". Mm. I spoke to Chris Flannery the other day, who's watched him play a heap of footy up there, and I said, would you play him at fullback or six? And he said, definitely six. So mm. it's scary to think what he's done at fullback. Yep. If he's in the top three fullbacks in our game, according to fans, and that's not his best position. It's crazy. Impressive. What do you reckon, Finch, man? Oh, yeah, he's had, he had a great run. And again, it's no surprise if you 
same with Harry Grant. You know, yep. These blokes were ready to go. They just needed opportunities. And they, you know, he's a terrific kid, Nico, and he deserves all the credit he gets. But, mate, he has the impact because of the club he's with too. You know, that that certainly helps in the structure there. For, for anyone who's first starting out, it, it's so helpful the club because everyone's everyone knows their role. Mm. You know, you never seen blokes overrunning each other. The shapes are there, so it certainly helps. But he he's been superb, like you said. And then he, he made I think well Cronulla are signing him to play six and a half. So, um, but again, like like the twelfth is underneath him. Like, you know, when the the big games come around, the troll certainly a bloke I want on my side. Yeah, fucking oath. Fucking oath. Um, now, on to the wingers. Tor, 33%. Adokar, 28%. Johnson, 18%. Garrick, 10%. Uh, the rest, 2%. I think this is probably... I'm actually surprised Tor didn't get more. I just think that this year, he has been so good. So, so fucking good. The impact he's had from the wing... The last time I saw a winger have this much impact was probably Ferguson when he had his massive run at the Roosters, uh, RTS maybe when he was there. But a guy that carries the way Toa does and, and just everything. He, like When he's not playing the Panthers, they're, they're a much different side. When he plays, they're almost unstoppable, the role on he gets. What are your thoughts on the top five there? Yeah, I think Brian Toto uh, deserves to be at the top. I think, you know, obviously Josh Adokar is very close and I just think Josh Adokar has just been so consistent yeah, for yeah. so long on both sides of the ball. He has been unreal. But, yeah, you're right about Brian Toto. I mean, when you look back at, like, the dominant wingers over the last few years, like, you've obviously got you guys like Brett Morris, but, like, a semi-radradra, like, the sort yeah. of ability he had. And then you you compare him with Toto and it, even just their body shapes. It's amazing. Like, I've said a few times on my podcast, he just – He's like a smaller Matt Utah. Mm. He's just got that sort of impact uh, to his game. And, yeah, it's crazy to think when you see the Panthers coming out of their own end without him. It's oh. a different footy side. Dip, honestly, is, totally different. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, again, he's, he's been superb the last two years. Toto, where the bloke who's just underneath him, he's been the best winger game for five years. He, he's turned – how much his career's turned around since leaving the Tigers. Sort of got two different types. Well, the Fox carries the ball really strong. You know, the Fox is one of those blokes, you give him a bit of room down the sideline and he's gone where Toto's work rate's through the roof. You're right, it's, it's such an important part of the game. You're back three and getting your set started. and No one's done that better and no one's done that consistently as Toto. You know, like, I think I called a game that they had a quiet game. It was like 250, like some <laughs> game this crazy, year. Crazy, crazy. And he did have a quiet game. Like, yeah. It looked like he had a quiet game, but it was still 200-odd yeah. metres. You know, I might 180 metres. Yeah. Forrest Gump starts um, every week. Yeah. You know, so he's you know, he set a high standard for himself, but he, he's work rate and energy. You know, it's infectious to the team too. So you know, I know it's not probably why he gets voted here, but you, you see he's a popular member of that team and yep. the energy he brings. Yep. To, to that club's huge, so um, you know, and I'll give credit to Alex Johnson. He's he's a bit like, a bit like the Fox. They've both been around for a while, but they they still get the job done. Like you know, well, mate, you saw South Sydney when they took AJ out and they put Mansour in, who's a great footballer. He's played for the Kangaroos, but like you could see the difference, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I think it showed how good AJ has been this year. The one mm. that stands out for me at two percent is Daniel Tupu. I think he is criminally underrated year in year out. That's what I was about to say. I, my Biggest issue with the list is Tupu. The the fact that Tupu He's been superb this year. He, and he's been he's been one of the best wingers for a long time. Yeah. Long time. He he scores really well. He's been he's been doing top type of numbers for a long period of time. I think he won 
He's got the most runs for like eight eight meters plus. Yeah. He's currently number one at post contact. I understand top great under the high ball. I think yeah, great under the high ball. Last year, I think that he was up there with the post. Like he, every single year, he's up there. He top and, and Tupu has just gotten better and better and better. Like even last week when they needed someone to do something special, guess who the man was? Yeah. It was Daniel Tupu. Like it, so, it's funny that you think like and obviously you got to play well. It's not the reason why, but Tupu's is a quiet like mm. top and not saying to, but top is. He's yeah. a bit of a folk folk character, you know. Like he's yeah. bit got got his own following, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. and he, and he, he's tremendous as well. But it's a bit like your cheese and those blokes, you know. They they're, they're such great characters. You can gravitate yep. around them. Where Tibbs is just one of those blokes who goes out and plays the same way every week, gets the job done. And yep. Like he's been at the Roosters now for a long like ten yeah, years. He's well, he's like a part of the 2013 three final, premierships. You know? so. Three premierships, like um, mate. I, I I've got. I think that. His impact over the last 10 years of the Roosters, uh, he is probably one of the most underrated players in the game, period. Well, that's how important is. Look, Robbo lets blokes go. They've let blokes come and yeah. go. He stayed there. Hargraves has stayed there. Yeah. Corden has stayed. Like, he's yeah. a part that of that, it all. Yeah. that group, you know, so that's a fair rap for him. Um, now, on, oh, last year's winner was Nofaluma. Uh This year, centres, Olam at 34%. Manu, 26%. Burton, 19%. Gagai, 7%. Crichton, 3%. Graham, 3%. Best, 2%. Ramian Kelly, 1%. Uh, I actually like. I am so watching Olam's journey developing into the player he is. You guys would both know this. It does not happen a centre or an outside back this aggressive. It never usually is this consistent. They drop balls, they shoot out a line, and they miss tackles, or it, it, they land the tackle once every three tackles. He lands the tackle every single time. What are your thoughts on the centre's Finch man? Yeah, my fear like he's just a. One, one thing I love about him, and it reminds me a little bit of Chambers when Chambers was at his peak of his powers. For a centre, a game can pass by the centre pretty easily. You know, if things aren't going your way, a centre can really be non-existent. You know, Olam takes himself to the game. So if he can't impact the game uh, offensively, he'll he will absolutely tear someone in half defensively. You know, so he, he inserts himself in the game, and Chambers used to do that as, as well when he... You know, back back in his prime. One also thing I don't get his credit for. Ado Carr scored a truckload of tries. His skill at centre is, mm. is highly underrated. Uh, he's really good. He, he's uh, the timing of his uh, when he runs the ball. Um, he never he's never overrunning people. He knows his plays. He runs the right line. He's skillful wise. He, he created plenty plenty of opportunities for the Fox. Um, but also defensively, he's not just not coming out trying to smash blokes. Even though he does that pretty well. He, he, he reads the play great. That left side is one of the best defensive sides in the competition. Yep. Uh, and he's a part of that. So defensively, you know, it's not like he just can fly out and smash blokes. He reads well. Yep. Um, he, he can stay and work in a unit really well. Um, you just love the blood because he, yep. you know, he plays like every play, like it's his last, last play. And that's why, you know... You, you go for those blokes, you know. Yep. You, you want to you want them to see him do well because they bust their backside, and you know, I'm, I'm sure players love to play with him. Mm. Imagine, imagine getting the ball, imagine receiving <laughs> one of my hospital passes, and he's the centre. So he's coming, and you can see you can see him coming, and it's just yeah. one of my hospital passes just floating. You got to catch like it's just 
Oh, poor old Sammy Walker got hammered in the yeah. stuff. What do you nah, reckon, Guru? Sam Walker, wasn't it? <laughs> Far is, is there anything you see there, Guru, that you agree with, disagree with? I, mean, I, I really like the Olam pick at the top there. I think people forget, too, how much shit he copped at the start. Remember those two games they lost where yeah. he had the ball in the last play? Yeah. I think that says a lot about a guy that they can cop. Like, yeah, I always judge a guy on their response to their worst moment, then yep. their worst moment, and he's bounced back mm. so well. Joey Manu's just... An absolute free car. Matty Burton stands out for me, though. Yes, yes, I mean, for Man, I want to read you Matty Burton's stats. And yep. oh, sorry, I'll, I'll let you keep going. This year, this is Matty Burton's stats for a non-centre. Fifteen tries in twenty games, twelve try assists, eight line break assists, nine offloads, eighty-six percent tackle efficiency, and over a hundred metres average run metres. It's insane. Could he be a better centre than five eight? I don't know. So, what, what are we going to say about Burton? I was just going to say, I think it's unreal how. You know, I remember sitting there, and I think you said the same thing the other day. Last start of last year, I said Burton has to be the six over Luai, mm. and I, you know, for him to not get the six jersey, transition to centre this year, and be one of the premier centres in our game, it's been incredible. The, the other guy that stands out for me on that list, and I think he's sort of forgotten because he's not on their strong edge, but Campbell Graham. Yep. I'm a really big fan of Campbell Graham. Absolutely. Um, if you were to shove him into left centre on that strike edge for South Sydney, I reckon he jumps up 10, 15 percent. I agree. I agree. I, I think that um, Graham is such an underrated. We were talking about it a few weeks ago. He signed a long-term deal, but he was a guy that I thought like Eels should go after a guy like that because he's not going to break the bank, but he's you're also going to get bang for your buck. You're yeah. going to get bang for your buck, and he's on the edge of origin. He's yeah. been their nineteenth man a few times. Uh, I, I just think Graham is criminally underrated, and we're not seeing because he's in a team of stars. We haven't. He hasn't got as much attention, but I think once Gago, you know, obviously leaves to the Knights. Uh, I think we're going to see more of Graham over the next few years. And in a, in a couple of years, we're going to be on wow. like Because he, he's big, he's rangy. He's kind of like that old-school centre that yeah. we used to have, like a, a Gaznia. Graham, Graham or a, Bradley, the old yeah. penguin. And, you know, but that big, rangy centre that we used to have. Yeah. Um, and moves well. It doesn't moves look like he's well. quick, but he can. Yeah. Whereas good. now it seems like we've got these kind of big... I mean, Burton's similar too. He's a bit rangier. Yeah. Um, but Ola Manu, they're big and strong. Gagai, big and strong. Best, obviously. Rami and Kelly, all that. They have the same kind of body shape. Um Burden, I can't help but see the similarities to Brad Fittler. I just, I know that they're different players, and obviously Fittler is Fittler, but it just everything seems to be lining up. You know, they the Penrith, Stennis started there. You know, they played really well there. I mean, I could even see Burton at the end of his career or in a few years at thirteen. He's got a big enough body for it if he puts on um, puts on size. I'm always shocked at how fast he is. Yeah, I think he's. I think he might be a better centre or something. He might, he might develop that ballpoint yep. skills, but you're right. Mm. Mate, he, he's zero to ten, it's 10 metres. It's like Sometimes there's not a gap there and yeah. he's gone. It's like he's got great speed off yep. the mark. He also, he kind of, like, the way that he plays kind of reminds me of what Jamie Lyon used to be for the Seagulls. He's kind of like a second 5'8 playing mm. out there at centre. And, yep. you know, you, you, like I've seen a lot of people bag Jerome Luai this year because he doesn't have the same stats as last year. But it's because he's dishing off to this guy. Yeah. And yep. he's becoming like a second fit or 5'8 a little bit wider. And like the, the, the amount of shape that they run down that edge where, you know, you, you've got kick out forming into all these lines. And, like, you just never know what's coming on that edge. And yep. Burton... I don't know. I don't want to say he's in charge of it all, but geez, he plays a major factor in all of it, mate. He, um, he's stats wise, he's the best attacking centre in the comp. Uh. Stats wise, to think and, and when I think about games that I remember, just... fucking stacked, stacked. Yeah. And the thing, the game, like when I think of um, centres breaking the line, Burton comes to mind the most for me of these just random left footsteps, left footsteps, and then you know breaking the line. Um, 
Now, on to, so obviously we all love Burton Olam. Manu, I actually believe Manu has had his wings clipped at centre. I think he'd be a better, I yep. think that he should take fullback money and he should yep. take six money. And I think that when we see him at week in, week out at fullback, and people are going to start going, oh, okay, wow, yeah. this kid is a freak. I think centre's his third position. Yeah. I totally agree with, just from watching, and it's probably just not having the vision because he's been stuck in centre yeah. because of Tedesco, but you now he's played that sort of second fullback role for the Roosters while they've been under the pump with injuries. And, and if he's not worth every penny to play, no. play him oh, at fullback. Yeah. I, I think it's been good the last few weeks too. You can see Robinson sort of giving him a, a bit of a licence. Like you see someone yep. take a hit up in through the middle and I do it all. Because the, there's so many new kids playing for the Roosters. Like, oh, which kid was that? Yep. Plays the ball and it's fucking number four. He's come in from yeah. the edge and he skittled two or three. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I think that you obviously want him at fullback or 5'8", but geez, if you can play him at centre in this champion side and just give him a licence to play footy, it's lethal. It's sort of better playing him on the wing at times because like, not mm. that he wants to be centre, but one positive, and this is where Robbo's so smart, was we'll put him on the wing, but like, he, was, he was doing like 25 carries. Well, mate, he, he was right up there with what Brian yeah, Toto was doing yeah. when he was on the wing. It was unreal. So it's, yep. a, it's sort of one of those ones, obviously he, you don't want to put him on the wing, but if you have a game plan where... You, you really, it's like he's just another fullback. Mm. You know, you, he's he's just a, such a good athlete. You want him with a footy in his hands. Crichton, he went to fullback for the Penrith Panthers against Rabbitohs on the weekend, and all of a sudden, it's honestly when he went to fullback, a lot changed. I felt that he that, that his skill set very reminiscent of a guy like Israel Folau. Just his hands, his athletic ability. Where you're going, how the fuck did he get his hands to that? I think Crichton may be in a similar position to Manu, obviously way earlier in his career. Where his wings are clipped being at centre. Well, he no? was the start of this year when they sports bet paid out uh, Penrith to win the Winner. minor premier. Yeah. Like they were nine and nine, ten. Now he was at fullback. Edwards yeah. was injured. Yeah, I know Ivan Cleary really likes um, Edwards, and, and he's a good player. Don't Absolutely. get me wrong, but every time he comes back, he's straight in. But mm. you know, there's Momorowski, there's Burton, there's a truckload of centres there. Mm. Um, I think they're more dangerous with Crichton at fullback. I think he'll obviously Ivan will stick with Edwards at fullback, yeah. but I think they're more dangerous when Crichton's at fullback. Mate, he was lethal back there against the Rabbitohs, like to a point where he became the game breaker. Like yeah. when you got a you got a game with you got a, a game where Penrith are playing Rabbitohs, you've got Cleary on the field, you've got Walker, you've got Latrell. It was Crichton that was yeah. doing the crazy shit, which is that says a lot. Yeah. I think he's starting to find his way in first grade too now. Mm. Like I watched him play New South Wales Cup a couple of years, and I said to my mate, same thing as you just said. I said he's like, he's like a hybrid of Inglis and Israel Folau when they were young. Because yep. in New South Wales Cup, once he was comfortable there, he was unbelievable, like just mm. crazy. And I think you're just starting to see that now consistently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, centre's one of those positions that unless you have got a licence, you sort of need the team to bring you into the game Absolutely. as well. And Because you have to hold your width. Yeah, and with Matt Burton shifting to the left side, it means that he's spent the vast majority of his time on the right edge. Mm. It's not really where they go to. Yep. They tend to go more to their left side. So he's in a tough situation, but he's going to be one that I think is going to be hard for them. Like They're obviously going to have to make a decision. Do we yep. keep Edwards at the same rate or do we pay a little bit more to try and keep this guy in the one jersey? Mm. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but uh, he's such a brilliant player. He's so good to watch. I love him. Thoughts on Bradman Best? Bradman Best, I think, is a really interesting case because he's so impactful. Like, he's a fucking beast. And on his day, number one, in my opinion, 18, 19 years old now, absolute fucking beast. When he comes back for his first game, 19-year-old, comes back for nights, they look like a totally different side. 
concern is is been a few injuries now. You start going fuck big bodies like that. When they start getting injuries, they start getting all fucking unbalanced. And do you are you starting to be like fuck? I you just kind of like want the Knights to get best to the off season, like just get to the off season and fucking clean some shit up. What? He he came on my podcast two years ago and he told me about his injury run and I went. Fuck. And that was even before he's had all these first... Like, wow. His body's been banged up for a long time, Bradman Best. But mm. he, he's just such a talented footballer. Mm. He's just... Especially with the way that KP plays, like that left edge is obviously his strong side. The way that he skips outside that yep. that third defender and can just like... If you can just create a one-on-one for Best, it's Red Rover. Guaranteed. Like, yeah, yeah, it's done. Um, I, I think the guy underneath him, Jesse Raymond, he's not at that same class, but similar. He's so dangerous. Like they, when when Sean Johnson was playing his best footy last year yeah. down on that edge, I love the way the Raymond plays his footy. But yeah, you, you just don't see it consistently mm. enough. Even Brian Kelly, mate, I think he is really yeah. underrated. Patrick as Herbert, well. I think yeah. Patrick Herbert and Kelly both really underrated. What you, Finch Dog? Yeah, best is. It's just keeping him on, on the field. And sometimes yep. it takes a few years. Though. Like you said, he's 18, 19. So young, bro. And he's built like a brick shit house. Um, so maybe he's getting used to that body and yeah. and the rigours of NRL, you know. It's, it's it's quite a demanding sport. One of the most demanding in the world. And just for a young fella, still getting used to his body and, and what it can do. But you're right, he, he come back on. I think they played at Suncorp. I can't remember the exact team. His first came back. Uh, he scored a couple of tries, but the ability just for a half to have a centre where you just go, just catch and pass. Yep, it's just a, it's a, it's an amazing thing to have. Like I'll just catch, like to, he's a bit like a, not like a Trevojevic or a Latrell. We can give them the ball and they can yep. make stuff happen. So a huge future ahead. Again, it's just trying to get, um, get him on the field and, and keeping him on the field as much as possible. His out of trouble work too is actually severely yeah. underrated. Like he hits the line and barely yeah. ever gets bent back ever. Um, now, uh, last year's winners are Crichton Stags. Now on the 5'8", Cody Walker, 36%, Lawai, 30%, Munster, 12, uh, 24%, 4 and 3%, White and 2%, Brown, 2%, Nicarima, 1%. I just want to say this quick, quickly. To think Kieran Foran is sitting at the fourth most voted best 5'8 in the comp after everything he's been through with his body, after not even being wanted by the current wooden spooners. Understandably so, he, he struggled with injury. But to think that he's fought his way back to a top five, six in the game, that's fucking amazing. Hey, if you would have said three years ago, Kieran Foran's still going to be playing first grade in 2021. No chance. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I would have heavily had my doubts. Yep. What he's done there at Manly has been unbelievable. He's uh, and I think over the last six weeks he's he's got even better. Yep. I think he's really found his feet over the last month or so. And geez, he must be excited to play some finals footy. Oh, Far mate. out. It's just incredible. What do you think, Finch? Yeah, mate. He's, you know, there's a couple of blokes I would have loved to play with him. Was one of them. Yep. You know, he's a, he's as tough as they come. He's competitor. He's hugely popular. He, you know, he missed a lot of footy because of his own doing, mate. He would go as square and as straight in and as deep into the line as any half has ever yep. done. Um, because of his bravery and how tough he played, yeah, created lots of space for the blokes outside him, but mm. certainly got him banged up. Um, I seen him over Christmas, just before Christmas, we caught up and had a beer, and 
he looks happy, he looks healthy. Yep. So I'm just happy for him that he's back in a good place. Um personally. Yep. Uh, and on top of that he's back home with the, the mad scientist, the Desmond. Yeah. Uh, Hasler's got him and, and he's back there with D C and and while Tom's been superb and deserves all the credit at that Cherry Evans and four and I know they create, uh, create or attract criticism, but they've those two have been superb. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They've been a lot and Tom deserves all the credit, but they, those two have been hugely important to Manly's turnaround as well. And um, you're right, it's, it's a great turnaround for Kieran. Walker. Joey said that he thinks he's worth a million dollars. Would you sign Walker for a million dollars? Yeah, probably. Really? I think so, yeah. He's um, fucking so good, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. I, I, I'd rather answer that question in 12 months when Adam Reynolds lose. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that, that's going to be his big test, but... Yeah. I mean, being in a good system this year with a with, with a uh, unbelievable seven, I, I just think the touch. I mean, if Tom Trevojevic doesn't exist, what are we saying about Cody Walker this year? Yeah, I know it's so true. It's like, fucking mental. It's crazy what what he's doing this year. Is yeah, I, I've been so impressed with Walker. Love watching him play footy this year. What do you reckon, Vinci? Yeah, any of those? Look at those top three guys. They've, they're all superb players. Walker's on an amazing run. He's only got about six hundred tries in the last four weeks. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're right again. He, you know, Latrell, Reynolds, and Walker—they're the keys there, aren't they? And they're all—they're all so important to each other. They all play. You know, I, I agree with you, Nate. What, what you're saying is how it would he be a million dollars? Well, check. Wait for Reynolds. But you know what? Clearly, uh, what Walker's done speaks for itself. But they all complement each other. They're all so important to each other. Um, halfback uh, Cleary obviously 58% Hughes 18% Reynolds 11% DC 5% Sam Walker 3% The rest 1% I actually think Obviously I understand Why Cleary gets that big a vote But I think the gap Between Hughes and Cleary Is nowhere near as big As some people I understand It's, it's so tough Because Hughes is at the storm So you always have to ask yourself How much is it the storm system And how much is this Hughes But I just think Hughes is Cleary is absolutely The number one Halfback in the comp No questions about it but, man, I don't reckon Hughes is as far away as people think. I think the thing with Hughes is as well, I mean, they obviously won a premiership last year. Branko Lee and Vunavalu outside him. Both left. His mm. entire edge is gone. Yep. He lost his fullback for the vast majority of the season. Like, Hughes has had to – I think he's been incredibly impressive this year. And as I said, he was a fullback two years ago. Uh, for him to be where he is, I, I think that's very impressive. I think Adam Reynolds is probably a little bit hard done by yeah. at 11. Um, but you couldn't possibly push back on Cleary winning that in the landslide. I, I don't think. Okay, oh, obviously he's the best. You, you probably are right. The gap between Hughes and Cleary a little bit closer, but I don't think I could possibly put anyone on top of Cleary. Oh no, fucking way, no way. He, so, yeah, having, having a look at that list. Sorry, Sam Walker at three percent. What a knock that is. Yeah, yeah, mate. For his first year, only two percent less than DCE. It's pretty fucking incredible. You, you, th- you think about his preseason. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a f- like you know he went through the preseason, but he wasn't preparing to be a first grade halfback. Well, his body's not ready. Oh, Twenty weeks. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, his okay. body's not ready for a first. No, not grade. at all. Like it's, it's his body's not ready, and yet he's still a, a managed to do what he's done. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's crazy to think you know Reynolds is a top three. Pretty much a top three half, whoever you ask, and yet there's a club that's going, you know what, we're not going to sign you for two years. Yeah. I fucking still, I still blows my mind. What do you think, Finch Dog? Yeah, again, it's, you know, I have Cleary as the best halfback, but mate, even between him and Cherry Evans, like those top four yeah. guys, I have a, a much closer. I don't think there's much between any of them. Um, certainly, 
for Nathan and Jerome, it helps when you're in it. And I guess for Adam, when they're up and about and they're big, the players outside them are playing great, you know, obviously it's going to make you look better, but you, know, you take any of those, those guys up there, they're all in superb form. Now on to Locke Murray at 28%, Isaiah 27%, 1% separating them. And I think that's pretty fair representation. Like, they are fucking so crucial uh, to their sides. What I am surprised, though, Finucane at 12, Radley at 8. I would have said this year alone, not on – because obviously the question is for this year. I would put, I would put Radley at 12 and Finucane probably – um, I, think Rad- I think Radley would have been a lot higher if he played a lot more he footy. Yeah. This year. But he, so is Finucane though. He hasn't, he's, yeah, he, he's missed a, a chunk, not not too much, but a chunk. And I, I just think that Radley's impact when he has played has been substantial. Huge. I also reckon Dale, though, he's been in the media a lot this year with people talking yeah. up how great he's been. I think that probably plays a role Helps in a that as well. But yeah, the one between, between like that, that's a bee stick in that. Probably yeah. like, like the, the lock forward roles come down to how, how your footy team plays essentially. Mm. Like I still think like, if you said to me who's the perfect lock forward for the Roosters, it's Radley yeah, by true. a country mile. For Penrith, it is Isaiah Yo. Uh, I, I would have gone oh, with sorry, Cam Murray. Uh, they've both played 14 games this year, Finucane and Radley. Okay, so they played the same amount of, same games. Amount of games. That's, a, that's really surprising. Then, yeah, I didn't need that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't help anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's still, he, Finucane yeah. has been in the paper quite quite a lot. Uh, interesting, though. Interesting. Taumalolo was a winner last year. Now he's getting the five percent, but that's purely just off name. Does that does that reflect poor, who does that reflect poorly on a group of people? Does that reflect reflect poorly on the decisions to move him around? Like for a guy like Tamalolo to go from number one in that field, all those people were playing last year, all those people were playing, and he's gone from number one down to five percent. What do you think, Finchman? Oh, so it starts with the player. He's not playing as well. Certainly, the, the coach and the club. All has a bearing. If your team's not playing as well, if your coach is playing, you're out of position. That doesn't help. But, mate, look what type of player he is compared to Radley, compared to Yo, compared to Murray. They're totally different players. Mm. This is what I'm talking about, a 10-year deal. Mate, you don't know what the game's going to look like in 10 years' time. We can say the game's heading in these t- but 10 years ago, we didn't think it would be here. We'd be back here. It was all wrestled 10 years ago. Um, Jason Tumalolo is a tremendous player. Don't get me wrong. He's a superb player and has been for a long time. Um, and there are external influences there, like he's been shoved, pushed and chopped and changed, and his team's playing poorly, so you're not winning games. But, you know, Murray, Yo, Radley, Trevojevic, they're all ball players. You know? I've been saying for three years, and I always get a heap of pushback for it. Tamalolo, I've never really thought he's the best lock in the game. I've always thought he's one of the best front rowers in the game. Just wears 13 on his back. Um, yeah, and I mean, you have, you have a look at the top teams. They've all got these ball-playing 13s. Fine, like we, we said it last week, and thank God Todd Payton made the move this week. Tamalolo's in the front row. Yep. Ruben Cotter's come into 13. I can't wait to see them. I think they're finally playing some modern-day rugby league. Yeah, yeah in, today, in today's game, Tamalolo's a front rower. And he's a front rower that you give licence to go wherever you want it. Like, it's not a front row from, you know, it's not... Uh, you know, a Hargreaves yeah. front rower. It's a do whatever the fuck you want front rower. Let's build something around you. Well, like, um, he, like he won it last year. And if you said to us someone, why was he the best lock forward? They'd say, have you seen the metres he makes? Yeah, exactly. Which is a front rower's That's job. That's a front rower's job, yeah. 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 Um, no, I agree. Uh, but yeah, Murray, uh, Murray's the best lock in the game for me at the moment. Um, Isaiah Yo, I just think he's just improved week after week. And I don't even think Penrith could have predicted this guy that was a solid first grader has developed into a fucking 
up. He was a centre a couple of years ago. He's arguably as important as Nathan Cleary to that team. It's incredible. He's he's so important. He's a tremendous player. Uh, Second row, Isaiah Papali'i. Talk about buy of the season, 24%. Fafita, 14%. Crichton, 14%. Kickout, 10%. Schuster, 7%. Kenny Bromwich, 6%. uh, Kolomitangi, 5%. Martin, 4%. Kafusi, 4%. Harris, 3%. Leilua, 3%. Frizzell, 2%. Uh, I think the really... Interesting thing here is a Isaiah Papali'i uh, being at number one when he is on such a small contract. B I would have Crichton oh, way higher, mate. I if he's not the best back row in the competition, I'm not here. I'm walking home. Yeah, exactly. I might be um, walking home anyway. If I'm <laughs> home. And the third thing, Schuster at seven percent in his rookie year. Yeah. Now to to put that into perspective, Schuster at seven percent, Sam Walker. 3%. At 3%. Schuster at 7% in his rookie year in a position that's not even his position. He's a 5'8", um, but he may, it may turn out that he's a better back rower. That's fucking incredible yeah. for Manly. It's it oh, yeah. superb, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I think with Schuster as well, like we mentioned, um, and I haven't heard really many people say it, but you mentioned that Burton reminds you of Fittler. Mate, I reckon Schuster's got a bit of Freddie to him uh. too. The way that he plays through the line and that, like that sort of like... Oh, you'd know from playing him with him. Mm. Freddie used to throw those passes sort of over mm. his shoulder. Like, Schuster's got that same sort of ability. He's – start of the year, I said on my page, I think he'll, he'll be the rookie of the year. And I said that I didn't think Walker would play football, but mm. all the injuries pushed Walker in. I think if you take him out, Joshy Schuster would have to be right up there. He has just been incredible. Uh, I, I think for Fido at 14%, a little bit overs for me, mm. not going to lie. But I'll tell you – if we would have done this eight months ago and we said name the top 40 second rowers in the game, is anyone putting Isaiah Papali'i? No, no he's, way. He's, it's incredible. That, but that's, that's how you work salary cap. Yep. You get value for money and, and you get good players you can develop. Um, I think Crichton, Angus Crichton's the best back rower in the competition. Easy. And it's not, um, even, a, not even a debate in my opinion. You know, I think kickouts way too high. I think he's, he's extremely destructive, but I think he can be extremely lazy um, in games. Um but obviously, when he gets it right, he's a he's a force to be reckoned with. Schuster for a debut season's been superbly consistent, and then you got blokes like Kenny Bromwich. I'm glad Kenny's on there because mate, Kenny's giving you seven to eight out of ten every week. You know, yep. he's your first pick for Melbourne. Uh, him and Confuci, and they've been they've been there for mul- multiple years now. So um, you got a bit of everything. You got some blokes who are, mm. are more just X factor. You got blokes who are the workers, and then. You know, a couple of uh, couple of rookies who have jumped out of the box. So that's a different mix there. Great to see Liam Martin there. Yep. I was just going to say, is is uh, Capel there? No, he's not. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Capel's top five, easy. Yeah. Like, mine's probably it goes probably. He's in the hard top, your hard top half, doesn't? Yeah. He? Like so, I, my my order would be Crichton at number one, Papali'i at number two, and then I would honestly have like potentially the. Kick out when he plays consistently, but I'd probably have Kate Well, you know what you're getting from Kate Well, yeah. I'll, and I'll what probably, a said is you can whack him in the centres if you need. Yeah, it. I'd probably yeah. have Kate Well in the top five, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm really surprised that Kate Well didn't even get a mention. Maybe he's they put him in a different position. That's really really. No, surprising. Mate, I, I remember it's talking to my when Kate Well signed with Brisbane. Yeah, that's I, great signing. Oh man, that's what I said in my group chat with my mates, and they all, they all said oh, I wouldn't have him in the top fifteen. I sort of went what what. You're watching him play football? Yeah, like, he's a gun. That's surprising. That's surprising. Maybe it's just us, but... I, I think it shows, you know, the the day and age we're in. The, we're in the highlights era, though, and yeah. I think people don't appreciate what a guy like Kate Ward does. Uh, I mean, you, you, ha- you have a look at all those guys. Isaiah Papali'i, Fafita, Crichton, Kikau. They're all guys with a heap of tackle breaks, with mm. a heap of line breaks. They're all... 
you know, I, I think a guy like Kate Wolf flies under the radar incredibly. I think Coleman Tungy's been unreal this year too. Yeah. He's um he, he he grew up around here in mascot. Um, really good to see him doing what he's doing. Yeah, he's who, another guy that went into Origin camp as well. Mm. Yeah, he did too. You know, um, who else is unbelievable not there? Satili. Satili mm, from the Roosters. Yeah. Satili Tupanua. He, he is fucking beast. Oh, of course. Him and Crichton, like the, 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 the performances they put in, especially Crichton, week in, week out, he, he just, he's become a leader, Crichton. So yeah. I'm just surprised that he's not a number one. It's, it, I think it is, as you said, it's the highlight thing. Um, any changes you'd make there, Vinci? Yeah, I went, you know, bring those two to mind, Tupanua and Kate Will. I'd have him in my side any day. Kate Will, like I think Kate Will. He's quite dangerous on the edge, you know, yeah. so, but sometimes you, you know, those blokes who just go about their business, you forget about him a bit. But you know, I bet you Ivan Cleary hasn't forgotten about him. He's, he's super important as well to Penrith. Uh, now onto the props: Hass at thirty-three percent, Fisher Harris at seventeen percent, Welch at nine, uh, J, uh, Jared Wirahargrave Greaves at eight, Papali'i at seven, Daniel Saifiti at four. Uh, Tom Burgess at 4%, Paulo at 4%, um, Tapao at 3%, Jesse Bromwich at 3%, Fenor Black at 2%, Fodawake at 2%, Campbell Graham, uh, Campbell Gillard at 1%. The only thing that I would probably change here is I think Daniel Saifidia is much higher. Yeah, I think I, he's been one of the best, if not top yeah. three. I put Jacob Saifidia in there too. He's been yeah. superb this year. Daniel has just come back from injury, but he he's an origin player now. He belongs at origin level. He dominated at origin level, but again... Hass, he was superb at origin level. Yep. Um, Fisher Harris is, he's just been the. He's a beast. Yeah, he's been unbelievable. You know, there's certain, so many guys like George DeFill is one of them. Like, you play against him, you think, geez, I'd hate to meet him in a dark alley. Like, Fisher <laughs> yeah. Harris. Well, there's blokes I get on with, but some blokes I reckon I'd be sitting there, I'd crack a joke to Fisher Harris, and he'd just look at me, just <laughs> like, shut your mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he just looks scary on the field. Yep. And for a halfback, you would love to play behind him because you feel 10 foot tall and broad, poor. Um, he, and he's still got to come back, I think, for Penrith, doesn't he? So that's this week. So I think that's pretty much right there. Welsh is a, he's a tremendous professional, Cam, uh, Christian Welsh. Um, you, know, you get the best out of him every week for for Melbourne. And JWH has just been. Mm. He's just been. Like I know he's rock. been injured for Noel Blake. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Top <laughs> top five, easy, yeah. easy. At his best, yeah. yeah. You talk about that sort of alpha factor, AFB. Yeah. No, thank you. Don't want anything to do with that. Uh, I would have had him much, much higher. I think Mo Fodder Waker as well. Yep. I think he's, he's the most improved really, for me. Yeah. I, was. Yeah. He's, I think he's, like he's 21, 22 now, really developing into and realising how big and strong he is. In game one for Queensland, he was our only shining light. Yeah. Like only shining light. Um, yeah, so, mate, I, I, I totally agree. Fenua Blake, fuck, should be top. Fenua Blake on his day, in my opinion, challenges Haas and Fisher Harris on his day. That's how good he is. So... I think the other one that's been really good this year is Tom Burgess yeah, too. He's, he's had a pretty dodgy couple of years. You wouldn't. He's been great, hasn't he? Oh, he's been unreal this year. Yeah. Um, now on to hookers. Last year's winners was Papali'i. I think Papali'i's just been a victim of the Raiders' circumstances and yeah. everything going on there. But when he's on, he's he's he's, he's he, the best front rower for the Raiders have had since Lazarus, in my opinion. Um, I could be missing someone. But I just think Papali'i has been yeah. so good for so long. It's probably the hardest position to stay at the top of, too. Yeah, I oh, fuck, like, your body gets bashed up so much. Um, now, on to hookers. Cheese at 54%. Cook at 14%. Grant at 12%. Marnie at 7%. Coruscant 6%. Croker 2%. The rest at 1%. The biggest surprise for me here is the fact that going in, coming into this year, everyone was, Grant is uh. the best hooker at the Storm. 
everyone, including myself, I thought that Cheese was like a great hooker, but Grant was on another level. Cheese is currently the best form hooker in the comp, and it's not even close, in my opinion. Thoughts? I couldn't agree more. You know, sometimes, you talk about this year, he's been by far the best hooker, by far. Mm. Uh, he's been superb from, from Melbourne in the team. You know, they're about to break the record, but they've had a truckload of injuries. Harry Grant hasn't played much footy. Mm. Back to your point about Jerome Hughes. They're, Hughes and Cheese should be, shouldn't be cheesy, should be glue. Should be super glue because they've kept the team together. Yep. Yep. And he's been outstanding. And what he also does, and I know that doesn't provide to the votes, but you know, the energy he brings, you know, not only the training, you see him all over the – you guys show me stuff on Facebook, all the things. That he's just he's such a valuable member of the team with the energy he brings. He's, he's superb. Um, in and around the group, he's, a, he's turned into a bit of a leader now. You know, he's still on the young, but he's a, got a leadership value, uh, and he's a bloke people love to play with. And you know what? The tougher it is, the better he goes. Mm. The tougher it is, or the more of a um, arm wrestle or a scrap, the more he he's licking his lips. He he, he, yeah, he no, wants yeah. it. So just imagine um, he wins Dally M. Oh my think, god! Oh, you know what? Probably won't, but he'll win the hooker imagine? of the year. But you know what? If it wasn't for a couple of seasons, he'll, he'll poll high. Yeah. I think he'll poll get plenty of points. Could sure. you imagine the, how big that would be? The yeah. cheese winning. Delhi I just want to see the the, uh, the interview. The acceptance <laughs> yeah. speech would be great. Any know? comments on the the hookers? Yeah, no, I think it's all fair. Uh, personally, I think in that Melbourne team, Cheese's best position is 13. I think he's an unreal hooker, no doubt about it. But I think as far as his leg speed and the amount of momentum, like uh, he is such an underrated part of why Melbourne won that premiership last mm. year. The leg speed that he generated through the, through the middle was unbelievable last year. I think Cook, uh, I, I don't think Cook's been great this year, to be honest with you. I've, I've been a little bit disappointed with Cook. But he also... He probably hasn't had to be the guy that we've known for the last few years. You just pass off the deck there. Yeah, so that's... um, I think we're seeing a more mature uh, hook this year. I think he's realised that, you know what? I've got such guns outside me now. I don't actually need to do... For example, you look at the Origin series. He just needed to pick and pass. He barely ran the ball in Origin. And look how devastating they were because he was just relying... You know, I just think we're seeing a mature version of Cook. Yeah. But I also agree, he's still, when we look back at his best years, like 2018 and that, where he was just like unbelievable, that was his best years. Um, Marnie, I think he's just getting better and better each year. I think it shows, like, you look at Marnie and um, Jaden Braley, how low they've pulled, how good they've been this year. Yeah. It shows yep. the class of those top fellas. And, yep. you know, you look at that top three and two of them are in the same goddamn Good work team. from Rock <laughs> to get on there, considering he hadn't even played hooker at the start yeah. of the year. Interesting, Coruscant at... Uh, Won, won it last year, so that's really interesting. 